Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paratruth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. Uh, if you are uh, listening to us live, uh, you can join us in our chat room. Hello, Eric. What's up? Not much. Just doing the intro stuff. <laughs> Um, also, you guys can find us on what's that? No, I was gonna say that's always a good thing. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, as you guys know, we're always posting updates about the show on both of those sites. Um, I do want to put out there: we are at one percent of our Indiegogo campaign. Uh, we do encourage you guys to continue to donate. Uh, we are trying to shoot for our goal. Uh, and make some major improvements on the show. And, uh, yeah, so I'll post the uh, link here for you guys in the chat room to go check out, check it out, see what, uh, what are they called? The, uh, the, 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 the perks. The, the perks that we have for you guys, uh, if you donate $10 all the way up to $250, you don't have to donate that much. You can d- donate a dollar. Uh, you can donate $5. Anything and everything helps to make some improvements on the show. Um, and Eric has some exciting news about a short m- film that he's working on. He's got a new Facebook page out for that. <laughs> And what's the name of it? It's called The Revealed. Uh, and you can, if for anyone listening, if you'd be so kind to like the Facebook page and share it with your friends, uh, you can check it out at facebook.com forward slash The Revealed Movie. Um, it's going to be pretty exciting. It comes out, it's going to come out in 2016. I'm in pre-production now. We're going to start production uh, fall of 2015, so probably around September, hopefully. And it's about a young author who finds herself being haunted by the very being that she writes about. Uh, so it's something a little weird to It's just high horror. So it should be where everyone's alley who listens to this show. <laughs> yeah. And this is your thesis movie? This is a thesis movie, yes. Technically. Okay. And this is a film that's going to be um, – that I'm going – to put into a uh, uh, film festival. Yes, into a festival. So this is a festival film. um, Well, I would expect you to, either way, even if it wasn't a thesis film, you need to get this (laughs) produced and put into a short film because I'm actually excited about it for you too. So, Thanks. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, folks, uh, this week uh, we're talking about the Incubus and Succubus. Uh, we have no. done this on what? I'm losing you. Don't know if you can hear me or not. I can hear you. Can you hear me? And he's gone. Okay. Well, while we are waiting for Eric to get back, um, the Incubus and Succubus, I believe we've done on previous shows before in the past. Uh, I believe we did it on Night Stalker's Paranormal Radio. Uh, I don't know if Eric did it by himself. I'm pretty sure I didn't do it by myself. Um, I'll wait for a few minutes here for Eric to get back on or call in with his phone. Um, the Incubus and Succubus is basically... A demon, just that. There's no argument about what it is. Uh, there have been numerous cases of people being attacked by these particular demons. Um, the incubus is the male counterpart. The succubus is the female counterpart. Uh, and without Eric, I don't know where to go from here. So um, we'll give him a few minutes here. Uh, If you guys want, check out the Indiegogo page while we're having some technical difficulties here. Um, 
and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, also, if you want, check us out, check out our Facebook page and our Twitter page. And um, I think what I will do is go to a quick, just a quick break here um, while Eric gets his stuff situated so we can continue the show. Oh, is that him? Nope, that's not him. Um, so uh, we'll be back in just a minute. Confessions of a Potentially Perfect Parent, brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, Don't make me turn this car around, or Because I said so, or Don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean. But I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. No, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit adoptuskids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, we are back. Um, I'm still waiting on Eric, so we'll, we'll get into this a little bit. The Incubus and Succubus are demons, male and female counterparts. Incubus is the male, Succubus female. Uh, these demons are well known for uh, coming to people in their dreams. Uh, when they come to people in their dreams, they usually are trying to arouse people uh, because they feed off the the sexual arousal energy of the person. Uh, the incubus is a little more well known than the succubus, I believe. Nope, I'm wrong. The succubus is, has a little bit more background than, than the incubus. Um, the the succubus uh, dates back to... The earliest account is 1387. Um, and the incubus... Looks like it goes back to 2400 BC. Let me see if there's another account for succubus. Nope, that's the earliest account. Um, It does say here that the succubus has also been uh, related to the siren, which goes back to Greek mythology, of course. Uh, So, wow. Here we go. Technical difficulties there, man? Uh just just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> <sighs> piece of crap. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, it's been probably, like the last uh, five episodes too. Yeah. We'll have to work on maybe doing a hard wire for your for the internet because that's the only thing I would think of is the wireless is acting funky. Yeah. All right, so we've done this before, the Incubus and Succubus and Night Suckers. Um, 
and um through your um through your research what all did you find cuz i've kind of gone over what they basically are i mean there's d- no denying that these are demons right um well, sorry, I, I, oh, I lost all my uh, stuff online here. I've got to bring okay. everything back up. Um, you know, one thing that I noticed that's interesting when discussing the incubus, and I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but sometimes it's been uh, considered a demon that produces nightmares. <clears throat> and when you look at just the descriptions in general, it kind of almost seems as if the incubus and the demon named or that's called the mare are almost mm-hmm. one and the same thing. Um, crap. Sorry. I gotta, I gotta use my other laptop. I gotta use my laptop. I gotta log out of here. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It almost seems like they're one and the same thing as opposed to two separate beings, which I find actually pretty interesting. Cause I know a few weeks back, uh, some friends and I were discussing this exact thing, and we we're actually talking about nightmares in general okay. and how it seems that well, well, my one friend was discussing, like telling us about the mare and about you know, he called it the incubus, and he's talking about the demon that sits on her chest. And uh-huh. uh, of course, you know me, I'm just letting him talk because I want to cut in, but well, you're kind of wrong about this and about that, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I let it slide, you know. Um, but was he at, coming from a like a Christian type standpoint? Was he like no? Okay, he was he was no. more along the lines of uh, like a mainstream type. Yeah, thinking. Yeah. Um, but we look at like the two. They both sit on the um, on the person's chest during the night at some point, which I know is typically depicted with the incubus and especially when you look at I think they sometimes get the two confused because you know we know that typically the incubus is considered a uh, well the male side of it uh, right sexual they, demon, they attack you know yeah they take the females and the succubus take the males right or men whatever um, yeah uh, and I think they sometimes get the two quite confused for, I don't really know why because there is a quite a big difference between the two, considering the mare, all it does is sit on your chest and produce nightmares um, throughout the night, which is often the type of, I, and don't quote me on this, but I would imagine it's typically the type of demon that does everything in its power to allow your nightmares to start to uh, evolve and control your thinking during the day. Because, I mean, how many times have we had nightmares and the next day and the day after that, even all we can think about are those particular nightmares, you know, almost a way not to, to mention the nightmares. You you down. Yeah. Not to mention the nightmares that seem so real that when you wake up, you think that it's actually still happening to you. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> my computer, my internet's down or something. I'm having trouble getting stuff up. Oh, yeah, it's a pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one thing I'm trying to I'm trying to my best to remember because you know, for those of you, I mean, it's one thing when we just have a normal discussion, but we're at, when we're on the radio show, we usually like to have all our material in front of us so we can glance at it to help us like spark like remember I guess because yeah. you know what we're talking about we just often forget in the midst of the discussion and there's some things I wanted to talk about in regards to Lilith. That's something I was going to ask about. I mean, as far as my readings through, through the Bible, Lilith is never mentioned in the Bible, right? Correct. Lilith was more a person or being that was, researched a little bit more later on after the Bible was written, or was it there books that were like taken out of the Bible that she was mentioned in? Um, Lilith is more, 
pretty much more so folk folklore. Um, okay. Don't quote me on this because I haven't studied all the apocrypha in depth, but um, I want to say that she was mentioned in some apocrypha. That doesn't ever that doesn't mean that it ever was related to the Bible by any means. Um, right. It's just something that claims to have a biblical value. Right. Um, but Lilith tends to be more of the folklore side, and the belief, according to the, the lore, is that Lilith was created first before Eve, and Lilith didn't like being having to submit to man. And because of that, she decided to leave. Uh, I can't remember if she decided to leave or was kicked out of uh, the Garden of Eden. It says here she left Adam and refused to return to the Garden of Eden. Okay. So she left, and then God created Eve. And Uh, supposedly, it looks here, too, it says, after she mated with the archangel Samael. Hmm. Um, And that's how she became a succubus, because it says after that, after she was... Basically, she denounced Adam and God from by leaving Garden of Eden, um, mm-hmm. and I would assume Samuel would have been a fallen angel if he was mating with a woman. Uh, you would you would imagine so. Um, first and foremost, I won't put it out there and say that the story is bogus. Um, there was never another woman besides Eve, before Eve. Adam and Eve were created first, and that's that. Um, Lilith could be a representation of a demon, even a demon named Lilith, per se, um, um, which comes from the folklore. And it's just one of those stories that are being passed around in a way to um, deceive and distort uh, the Bible in any way that they can. Uh, I know that, you know, we all know that or not everyone knows, but I know that. There's a number of stories out there and beliefs that are used and have been pushed forward for hundreds, if not thousands of years, to try to distort the accuracy of the Bible. Um, but what people don't understand is everything that's written in the Bible is there for a purpose, and the Hebrews are the ones, the Jews, that put the Bible in the order that, that it's in. And there's no Bible or there's no book in there um, that shouldn't be in there. And there's no Bible that's not in there that should be in there or no book. Um, so that's first and foremost. The second thing in regards to, you said it was, Sam, what did you say? Who was it again? The angel? The, the archangel, uh, archangel Samael, which is kind of Samuel. close to uh, Samael or, or Samhain, I'm sorry, for the, mm-hmm. like the, uh, Halloween type yeah. demon. Um, Sam Mayle is not an angel that's mentioned in the uh, Holy Bible. Uh, he might be mentioned in other books, uh, other religious books. I know in, uh, I don't know all the books exact, like all the so-called Bibles or whatever out there, um, or religious readings. But in different cultures, there's different names for angels and different ones that were named um and the only one named within Scripture, the Holy Bible, is Michael Gabriel. And actually, I think those are the only two that are mentioned in the Holy Bible. I think there's only two that are named by by yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, but in regards to the whole fallen angel thing, you know, whether or not it would have been, it would have had to be. I would imagine, and of course we don't know this for certain, there's no possible way to... Um, find evidence, I guess. There's no evidence to support it. But I would imagine that the angels fell before or sometime during the creation of man. I think a lot of people think that um, the very first rebellion of angels uh, was when Satan deceived Eve when he became a serpent uh, in the Garden of Eden. And that is very possible. And I would, I'm all for that. You know, that that was the very first point in which the angels fell. Um, But I think it's also a possibility or it's probable that the angels fell before that even as well. And that's why Satan might have been down there because it says that right. the angels, yeah. you know, Satan and a third of the angels were cast to earth, um, which is then repeated again in the book of Revelation uh, in the coming apocalypse 
whenever that is. Um, so it really depends on, I guess, your view as to where angels stand or how they fell or when they fell exactly. But like I said, there's no uh, ex- like exact answer to that particular Right, yeah. Idea. It doesn't really give an, give an answer for it, really. Yeah. All right, I think we'll take our first real break here. Uh, you guys are going to listen to Eric's Random Fact of the Day, and uh, we have a new song that Eric has published for you guys. Um, so if you need to take a quick bathroom break or anything like that, uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that you can get a rough estimate of the temperature by counting the number of times that a cricket chirps? It's true. Just count the number of times that a cricket chirps in 15 seconds, then simply add 37. Grown up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days being a grown up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, I think that was good enough. I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Are you ready? Are you prepared? What if some cataclysmic event shook your every foundation? Would you and your family know what to do? My name is Jacqueline Druga, host of the Apocalypse Dennis Show. Join me every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Prepper Broadcasting Network. Prepperbroadcasting.com, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We're there for your survival needs. Ladies and gentlemen, sublimely elegant here as always, and you are listening to Fairy Truth Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratooth Radio right here on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we have been discussing the Incubus and Succubus. Uh, For those of you guys just tuning in, these creatures are demons that uh, feed on people while they are sleeping. Uh, I guess, is feed even the proper term for that? Um. Technically, no. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they I, produce. It depends. <laughs> they produce uh, sexual dreams in men and women. Women incubus attack women because it is the male counterpart, and succubus is the female counterpart that attacks men. Um, if you guys have any info on this, me and Eric have researched this a couple of times, so we kind of know what we're talking about. But if we're missing something, or if there's something that you guys want to add. Uh, you can call in in our call in line, 914-205-5558. Uh, and then uh, you just hit that one button, and uh, it'll show us that you have something to add or a question. Uh, you can also hit us in our chat room. It's at the bottom of your screen if you're listening on the computer. And you can just hop in there and put in questions there. Um, and if you guys ever have questions when we're not on there, join us on Facebook, on Twitter, put your two cents in. We would love to know of different things you guys are wondering about or different guests you would like us to have on. Uh, So uh, Incubus and Succubus, did you find some more information? Were you able to get it? No, it's down. Everything's down. I don't know why. I tried running some diagnostics. I even shut down the, uh, the router itself and restarted it. And it's just not giving me anything. So I don't know. I don't know what's going well, on. Something that I kind of was uh, thinking about during the break is it's every time that we are talking about some type of demon creature is when you're having mm-hmm. these problems. Uh, yeah, I'd be enough. It, it is quite <laughs> suspicious, for sure. <laughs> um, so... Folks, for you guys listening, uh, we do have on our next break the uh, debut of Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Uh, So stay tuned for that. And um, if you guys are wondering about the music that Eric produced, the name of that is Swift Darkness. Um, All right. So Incubus and Succubus. These creatures are demons. Uh, we were just talking about Lilith, who was supposedly Adam's first wife, who uh, was later turned into a succubus because she left the Garden of Eden and uh, denounced Adam and God as well. Um, they've Lilith has been brought up several times in different uh, books, not just uh, people researching uh, this demon, but also uh, fictional books have been written where Lilith comes into play. Um, mm-hmm. And um, apparently she's the succubus is in a couple of role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons and uh, 
Overlord, which is a video game, World of Warcraft. So, I mean, these creatures are throughout pulp fiction as well, which is oh, yeah. weird. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, Succubus has also been seen on a number of movies and TV shows. Uh, I know there's movies yeah. out there, sci-fi movies in particular, um, directed, di- like, directly written about the Succubus. Um, but then there's also TV shows, uh, one being uh, Sleepy Hollow. There was an episode, I believe, this season about the Succubus uh, earlier in the season. And then, of course, we all know about Supernatural when they had Lilith on uh, playing. Yep. That was that was season four, I believe. Yeah, it yeah, was one that we watched four. together. Mm-hmm. And she was <laughs> a little girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because according to some of the myths regarding Lilith is that she is somehow uh, connected to children. Uh, and I know some myths say that she's the devourer of children, that she looks for children to prey on. Uh, Let me look up Lilith really fast, because I only have a slight understanding of who, what she is. Lilith. Right. And just for the record out there, folks, as he's looking that up, because um, you know I've got to make this clear, Lilith is not a biblical character. This is just a legend or a myth that we are speaking of. Um, that has been found in a number of different, of um, not always religious texts either. Right. Well, it looks like the name Lilith or Lilith, uh, translated mm-hmm. as night creatures, night monster, night hag, screech owl. So I mean, this being sounds more and more like a demon, not necessarily mm-hmm. but, yeah. a biblical character, yeah. There's, there's actually a connection between Lilith and uh, the Incubus as well. Um, and you can probably you can probably see that if you... I know you have a ton of research up right now. Yeah. Um, but if you look into your Incubus stuff, I'm sure you'll find that name Lilith. Um, and I can't remember the exact connection. I would tell you if I had all my stuff up and running, but unfortunately... Yeah, where is that name? Because I did see it... <laughs> Oh, uh, no, that's Lilu. Oh, uh, it is said that Lilu disturbs and seduces women in their sleep, while uh, Lilitu, a female demon, appears to men in their erotic dreams. So, I mean, these Mm -hmm. creatures have actually been... Is that the one that you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, so the male and female versions have actually been given names. Uh, this was uh, in Mesopotamian times, or uh, the Sumerian king, uh, Gilgamesh, his father uh, is listed as Lilu, and he became a demon, or he was a demon, um, who Gilgamesh was... was uh, followed by the, the mother was human. So, um, and it actually says here that the, the incubus is, or in some tales, uh, the incubus is actually bisexual. So apparently the incubus does not discriminate <laughs> against hmm. sex. The well, sex. you know, when you look at the, uh, there's a, there's a number of different, Myths up, I guess, or with or views within the folklore as to what exactly the incubus and the succubus do. And one is, you know, such as uh, you've covered so far. Um, but another, I don't know, have, did you discuss the Cambian at all at the beginning of the show? I didn't. Okay. So one idea is that the succubus will take the seed of a guy or a male mate with the incubus and I don't know how this works but then the incubus will go and you know mate with the female human hence creating a demonic like child half demon half child known as a cambion um that's old folklore that's something I found years ago but that's just I just remembered but that's an interesting take on it yeah um and I, actually I think we did talk about that 
when we first mm-hmm. did this the first time. Um, now, and I'm pretty sure Cambians were discussed or were brought up in Supernatural as well, right? Mm-hmm. A couple of times. Um, so, and I mean, that actually would be what Gilgamesh was. His father was a demon who mated with a female human and Gilgamesh was the product. Mm-hmm. But he was a, a hero, not a villain. And mm-hmm. uh, that story dates back to 2400 B.C. The, and this is all in the the Incubus. Uh, I mean, there's uh, references that go back to St. Augustine. Uh, there was a couple of others. Um, there's Merlin is somehow... Oh, here we go. Uh, the Incubi are sometimes said to be able to conceive children. The half-human offspring of such a union is sometimes referred to as a Cambian. The most famous legend of such a case includes that of Merlin... The famous wizard of Ar- King Arthur. Uh, I forgot about that. The, he they said that he didn't have a father, only a mother, um, and they believed that his his father was a demon. Hmm. So something kind of interesting there. Um, another thing here it says according to the Malleus uh, Malefica- Maleficarum. Uh, exorcism is one of the five ways to overcome the attacks of incubi. The others being sacramental confession, the sign of the cross, uh, moving the affiliated to another location, uh, and by excommunication of the attacking entity, which is perhaps the same as an exorcism. So since you've had some... uh, training in this i know you didn't get into exorcisms but what do you know what the difference between excommunication of a demon and exorcism is no okay i don't (laughs) (laughs) were they saying that they're pretty much one and the same or well it says i just can't remember yeah it it says and by excommunication of a of the attacking entity, which is perhaps perhaps the same as exorcism. So it doesn't say that's exactly what excommunication is, but um, I mean by but just by the name itself, excommunication is cutting off the communication of the entity to the human. So whether that's an exorcism or somehow dividing the two because the demon will attach itself to whoever it's attacking. Um, well, I guess it depends because it's one thing. There's a number of different ways to exercise something or someone. Um, there's a number of different ways, but exorcism more or less you could, you would figure is to uh, help cast a demon out of somebody when they take possession of that person. Um, but the, 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 it's not where exorcism ends. Uh, you can also exercise a house, which I know many people who are um, exorcists even might disagree with using that particular term, exorcism. Um, mm. But, you know, the house is still in possession of a demon if indeed the demon is haunting it. Um, and I use the term haunting loosely because I know uh, a lot of people consider hauntings with human spirits as opposed to a demonic one. Um, and why, I don't know. But, uh you can exercise a person, you can exercise a house, you can pretty much exercise anything that uh, a demon would be, I guess, infiltrating or um, taking control of, control of in some sense. So if you think of, like, excommunicating the incubus, it doesn't typically have uh, possession of the person, but it's still communicating through your dreams uh, in a way. Um, right. And best thing to do would be to exercise the house because the demon's obviously getting into the house uh, and it's not staying there in order to attack the person. Same with the succubus too. So one might 
you know, try to cast the demon out of the home uh, and replace it with the Holy Spirit in an effort to cut communication off. Also, you think of people who are, who dabble with the Ouija board. Right. And it's, in a sense, literal communication where you're doing your best to communicate with the spirit. And I know, and you know, we've both discussed this together and on the show about how bad Ouija boards are. And uh, even the people who believe that they are capable of shutting down uh, so-called portals. Uh, I hate to burst your little prideful bubbles, but you can't shut down a portal easily and it's not going to be done without calling on God's help. But for regardless and sake, uh, for the sake of this particular discussion, that would be one thing to do is find a way to shut down communication between the person and the spirit through the Ouija board, not by using the Ouija board, but by calling on, you know, from, from my standpoint, from calling on Christ to cast out the demon and to shut down basically by getting rid of the Ouija board altogether and not using it anymore. Right. And I know a lot of people, you know, a way to close the portal. And this is what, uh, most spiritists say, um, is that they will go into the Ouija board itself, conjure up the spirit, and then basically say goodbye to the spirit and ask for uh, the spirit leave, and then say, you know, in this power we close down the portal. Um, just by saying that isn't going to close down a portal, but that's what spiritists say claims. So, but yeah, so there's a number of different ways to exercise or excommunicate, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Well, that's pretty much the same thing. Well, like you said, we've both said for a long time that Ouija boards are no good. I mean, we both have used them when we were younger, and it nothing ever came good of that. Which is why we say they're no good. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I just I'm, noticed, because um, I'm okay. wandering here. The date today is one eighteen, and the length of the paranormal head- headlines is one uh, a minute and eighteen seconds. I did that on purpose. Oh, did you? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't do that on purpose. But it'd have been awesome if I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what were you gonna say? <laughs> um, I was just gonna say to our listeners, um, I know for if you're me and someone tells me not to do something, sometimes. Uh, there's a little pride thing that well, yeah, it, listen. It's like and, uh, your parents telling you you better not do that, otherwise your face is gonna freeze that way, or you better <laughs> not do that, you'll go blind. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, in this case, don't make... don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to make the statement because it, you know, it's one thing when I hear it from someone who hasn't been through the same thing as me it's another when i hear it from someone who's been through the same thing um yeah and you know for those of you tuning in and listening to us every week or just tuning in for the first time when we ask you not to play with the ouija board because it's a dark and rather evil thing yes i'm going to go ahead and say evil um it's not because we're clueless about it and we're just throwing it out there because we're scared of it we're not scared of it we're just have some wisdom about it, considering the fact that we've been through it, have used it, have had negative effects, and have talked to numerous, numerous people who've also had those same effects happen to them, along with a number of case studies that we've done uh, throughout yeah. the years. So we are coming from an area, you know, where we know what we're talking about. And we're trying to steer people clear yeah. and save you a lot of grief. Yeah. All right. We are going to go to Paranormal Headlines, folks. And uh, then just we're going to make this a real quick break. We've got about 15 minutes left, roughly. So uh, here are the paranormal headlines. And now, Parachutes Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Oricalcum, the mystic metal of Atlantis, has been found. According to an article from MoviePilot.com and Discovery News, workers off the coast of Sicily found 39 ingots of the metal in a shipwreck dating back to the 6th century. Researchers have found that orichalcum is made up of 75% copper, 20% zinc, and a sprinkling of nickel, iron, and lead. Although this may not point to the discovery of Atlantis, 
It is still an amazing discovery, and divers continue to investigate the wreck and its strange contents. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Hey kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compound fixtures and elements, even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is Bill Hall, author of the book, The World's Most Haunted House, and you're listening to Paratruth Radio. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. I'm Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we've been discussing the Incubus Succubus. So it's roughly getting close to the end of the show. Uh, These are demons. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It, This isn't a a, uh, cryptid that we could say maybe it's a demon. They are literally defined as demons. Uh, They're creatures that prey on us as we sleep. as Eric and I discussed, uh, there have been uh, legends where the succubus collects the seed of the male and gives it to the incubus to then impregnate a human female and uh, comes up with a child that's known as a cambion, half human, half demon. We've also discussed, you know, don't try even looking into these things. Like, if you're going to use things like a Ouija board, don't just don't do it. I mean, you can bring about these things, the incubus, succubus, demons in general, uh, whatever your beliefs are. I mean, my particular belief, there are bad spirits that are not demons, Eric side is that they are demons which I could see how both are pretty much the same thing dark spirit demon really the same thing um, so do not by any means please for the love of God and all that is holy do not play with things that are going to bring this on to you um, I wanted to give you the chance really fast before we start uh, getting into what what's coming up for everybody um, to uh, p- protect yourself against an attack from these things from a, a, a Christian standpoint. Wait, what are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> how to how to protect yourself from how from to these protect demons? Yourself. Uh, from a Christian standpoint. <laughs> Well, first and foremost, I guess the easiest thing to, to say is what you just said. Don't dabble with it. Um, I'm sure there's people out there who have called upon a succubus or an incubus for whatever reason, uh, which I, I don't know why you would. I, mean, I can think of why you might, but they're not good reasons why, that's for sure. Um, of course, well, Christian just asks, to touch sorry. on that yeah. really fast. There are people, and this was an article, or not an article, a radio, um, like, they were discussing this. There are people that 
literally seek out spirits, whether they're demons or not demons, seek out spirits to have sexual relationships with. Wow. Things yeah. got heavy. <laughs> this just went down a road I was not expecting to go down. <laughs> I had heard it a while back, and just talking about the the incubus and succubus, it, it made me think of that, and kind of makes you wonder why people would do such a thing. But anyways, continue. Uh, yeah, um, if I can. <laughs> um. <laughs> In the long run, it's you know a lot of people think about protecting themselves as a way to prevent a spirit from coming to them. In reality, there's no real way to prevent a spirit from coming to you. Um, but whether or not it latches on to you, whether or not it stays around you, how much physical or emotional, or mental harm it does to you, a spiritual harm it does to you, that can be prevented. Uh, you know, I'm a Christian. I still witness the occasional demonic attack here and there. Um, so I'm not completely, um, uh, it's not like this huge, huge, huge force field around me um, that prevents demons uh, from attacking me. But I am protected spiritually. I am protected mentally, uh, physically. You know, God's not going to allow anything to happen to me. Uh, he does allow demons to come forth at certain times to test us. Um I'm not saying that you know God won't keep a demon from you completely, but the easiest way or the best way to keep a demon from you or any, you know, for those of you who don't believe in demons, it is just to call on Christ, call on his power, uh, ask him to protect you, to put up the hedge around you. Uh, that hedge comes from the book of Job. Um, you know, just ask him to keep his angels near you and to allow the spirit to dwell within you, the Holy Spirit to dwell within you. Because as long as you have the Holy Spirit within you, if you fully accept the Christ, then the demon cannot, under any circumstances, ever possess that person. As long as the Holy Spirit is within you and within the household, uh, and that's you can find that in the Book of Matthew, um, where if you were to cleanse a house of a demon, it'll travel the earth looking for another place to live. And when it comes back, it'll find the house cleaned up with nothing in it. It'll go back and get seven demons more powerful than itself. And they come and reside in that home again. And basically what that means is if you clean the house, whether it's your house or your own personal body, and you cleanse yourself of that demon or that evil spirit, and you don't replace it with the Holy Spirit, that is the Spirit of God, then that demon will come back full force and stronger than ever. Um, The only way to prevent that is to allow the Holy Spirit into your heart and into your life. So. That's my answer. All right. Sounds good. All right. So um, next week uh, we are going to do, since we are a paranormal show and haven't done it yet, other than our own personal experiences, um, we're going to do a show on ghosts and hauntings. Um, We are encouraging you guys to give us your stories to share. Um, We've given our own personal stories of, uh, hauntings that not only have we done investigations of, but our own personal hauntings that happened to us before we even started this whole venture. Um, So we encourage you guys to get up on Facebook, uh, get up on Twitter, give us your stories. Uh, You can email us the stories if you don't want other people to hear them. Um, If you want to share them with us uh, and not have them on the show, again, just let us know. Uh, if you're emailing us, paratruthradio at gmail.com. Um, also, during that show, you can call in live, 914-205-5558, and share your your uh, story that way as well. Um, the show after that will be fairies, and the show after that will be David Montaigne, uh, which his book is End Times and 2019. And uh, me and Eric have uh, we had done numerous shows when 2012 was happening and uh, everybody was like, oh no, the Mayans are like, we're going to die. And me and Eric like, yeah, it's it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, um, we're, I mean, we're not psychics. We just figured. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, usually when people say and the end of the times, um, 
or the world is going to end. Uh, I usually say it's just going to end as we know it. In 2012, nothing drastic really changed for for humanity. Um, we're still at war. We're we're still having a bunch of terrorist attacks and everything else. So, I mean, there are people which Eric can account would say that we are heading towards the end of times or the apocalypse, the mm-hmm. biblical apocalypse, um, mm-hmm. because the signs are there. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to get David on. Um, I don't know if he comes from a biblical standpoint. He seems like he's more done more research than a biblical standpoint, but I mean, there are, Mm -hmm. have been other, uh, societies, um, ancient societies that have given the, the dates that, that this is going to happen. So, uh, It'll be interesting to get talk to him. Um, we are supposed to be having Ru- uh, Rupert Matthews on as well. I'm hoping we can get him on. Uh, he is the uh, author of Poltergeist and Other Hauntings. Uh, he is in England, so it'll be a pre-recorded show because it's a little late in England when mm-hmm. we do our live shows. So, um, anything else? you wanted to add before we cut loose for the evening facebook.com forward slash the revealed movie um check it out like it share it and stay tuned to that page for as we get 50 likes 75 like 100 likes etc etc more news will be coming to everyone about the film itself who's in it what it's about etc etc so stay tuned for that that's it. <laughs> hey, I got to put it out there. <laughs> yeah. I put the link for you guys in the chat room if you're listening on the computer. Um, if you are listening to the archive, I will include our Indiegogo campaign, which it is in the description for the show, but I will put it in the comments for you guys that are listening to the archive as well as uh, the, the Facebook page for the reveal. Um on that note, I think we are done for the evening. Uh, again, this was a kind of cut and dry uh, topic. There's there's nothing to say that this these things are anything but what they are. So uh, next week, uh, Ghosts and Hauntings, give us your stories. We want to discuss them. We want to even have you guys on air to talk about these different things. It's going to be an hour and a half episode uh, just because discussing different stories, people can carry on as well as me and Eric will probably want to give our two cents as well. Uh, So Mm -hmm. we will talk to you guys next week. I'm Justin. I'm Eric. And we will talk to you guys next week. Night guys. Peace. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested. 
through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.